Hey, welcome back to Rethink Church's Be the Church podcast. Remember, this is the podcast we're doing throughout the week that'll just help us to become the church. Remember, in order to become the church, we have to be the kind of people who are going model, to model our lives after Jesus and what he did and value the things that he valued and look at people the way that he looked at people. And so we started doing this scripture reading plan uh, last week. And so we read through 1 Timothy. And so Timothy 1 through 6, we should have gotten through that. And then this week we're going to step right into the Psalms. Because remember, <clears throat> Paul is writing this book of First and Second Timothy, these letters, to his dear friend. Uh, and his dear friend Timothy, who's the pastor of a church that Paul himself started. And now Timothy is left in charge of as a pastor. And so Paul is giving him these instructions. We learned last week, as we looked at just the very first few verses of 1 Timothy, that the hope of Paul, the hope of everything that Paul has in, in store, is not in political realm. It's not even in like a church religious structure. <coughs> everything that Paul finds hope in is in Jesus himself. And so we're going to read Psalms uh, for this week. And the Psalms have shaped Paul's theology, the way he looks at the world, not just the way he looks at things, but also his praxis, like how he interacts with the world. And so this is what we're going to look at. And so when you look at Psalm 99, I just want to point this out in verse 4. Psalm 99, the psalmist says this, The mighty king loves justice. You have established fairness. You have administered justice and righteousness in Jacob. And exalt our Lord God, bow in worship at his footstool. He is holy. And when we think about the world's, sorry, the words and the theologies that have shaped Paul, that his hope is no longer in a religious system. His hope is no longer national allegiance. That his hope is found solely and only in Christ Jesus and his kingdom. These are the kind of things that, lead, that led up to Paul's conversion, that, that led up to the, Paul's like awakening moment to Jesus. And if we could just start looking at the entirety of Scripture, everything that leads up to Jesus is this, this reality that, that like the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, however you want to call them, man, they all point to Jesus. And there's time and time again that it's like a foreshadowing of this. And then everything that like Paul and Peter and John are writing and looking for and how to actually interpret and, and, and apply the Scriptures, the Gospels, I should say, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, like how do you actually put that in daily practice? That's what the whole part of the New Testament is. And so when we look back at this, like if we look at, let's just take like as a church service, we've been in Matthew for a couple of years now. And so when we look at Matthew, the actual uh, gospel according to Matthew, when we look at like, what do we apply? How do we do this? We just went through Matthew chapter 26. And this lady comes into this dinner table, or sorry, this dinner party, and like bursts through the social standards and the pressures and all this and just anoints Jesus' head. And then the very next thing that Matthew records is that Judas was like, forget this, I'm looking for a way to, to, to betray Jesus, right? So we, we said this in, in the application part of our service. We all have the ability, we all have the potential of being just like that lady and giving Jesus our best, or we all have the potential of betraying Jesus. It's all in how we approach Jesus. Are we willing to ab like, abandon everything for Jesus, or are we willing to follow Jesus on our own terms? If we follow Jesus on our own terms, we have every ability just to betray Jesus like Judas. And so when we look at following Jesus and modeling our life after Jesus, our hope and everything that we found, like what we talked about last week with, with Paul and Timothy, Paul's, Paul's only hope is in Jesus himself, and that's it. And the psalmist from Psalm 99, this is what influences us. 
So let me ask you this. Where's your hope? What shapes your worldview? What shapes how you interact with this world? Is it only in Jesus? Does, does your ability to interact with this world, does it get inf- influenced by other things? How do we actually approach this? And I would encourage you, just sit down with an open mo- no, uh, notebook and just start reading through the Psalms. We're going to start with Psalm 99, and we're going to journey through that for this week. And just sit there and allow the psalmist and the hope and the joy and even their lament. Like, they, like two-thirds of the psalms are just lamenting to God because of their circumstances and their current realities in life. And they're just crying out to God for hope and just waiting and longing for the Messiah, the chosen anointed one of God to come and rescue them. Same hope that we have. It's the same, like we have a glimpse of what the kingdom of heaven looked like. And it's like this, this not yet reality, but yet it's still there. Like we know the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus said 2,000 years ago, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's almost here. It's like we can see this, but yet it's been 2,000 years. And so we know this hope is there. The question is, are we actually willing to just follow through with it? Are we actually hoping that everything in my life is going to be found, all the hope, all the, all the ambition is just going to be in Jesus alone? So allow the scriptures to shape you. Allow the scriptures of the entirety of the scriptures to mold and influence your life. Hope you have a great Monday. I will talk to you soon. Let's go and be the church. Have a great week.